I, I knew the top three picks for the longest. I mean, I, I think really the first 10 draft picks were pretty expected, but um, like the last few weeks, I was like, okay, Jabari Smith is going to be number one overall pick, and that didn't happen. So uh, shout out to the Magic for shaking it up a little bit. <laughs> Definitely was surprising to me. Definitely. Shout out to... So yeah, what are your thoughts? Do you think the Magic will regret passing up on Smith Jr. or home? Oh. I don't think so. I think I think Paolo is um, very talented, and he's gonna like. I I, I truly do believe Paolo is gonna come in and, and give like ten percent, like you said in that video. Um, really, with each, all of these guys, man, um, Paolo, Jabari, Chet, I think. All of them would have been a great, you know, great pick for for the Magic, regardless of the order, the outcome that happened. Um, I, I'm interested to see how you know they they set it up and the, and the lineups that they, they come with each team. Um, but I don't think I don't think they'll regret it. I, I like I like Paolo's game, and I think he's just going to improve and work hard once he gets to Orlando. Good point. Point. It's just that, I mean, he can fit right along with what they got going on. You know, mm -hmm. they can space the floor pretty well already. They have Wendell Carter Jr. Space the floor. Uh, Wagner had a pretty good season last season. Yeah, the Magic. Uh, so that'll be that'll be they'll have a lot of floor spacers, right? Yeah. And so and he can attack. He can go. He can attack the side. Definitely a third from the outside. He can create, he can create his own shot. He had about six hundred points at, like at, at Duke, right? Like a high score. If I, so, one thing he can do for you, he's definitely going to score. Absolutely, he's athletic. He, he's he's got good size. I think Paolo is Paolo Bencaro, 6'10", 250 ish. So I, I think that he'll be a Great pickup, and he can play on the wing, play inside a little bit. I think he'll be fine with the Magic, and, and hopefully, you know, they can build a a strong sense of chemistry, a, a good team around them, and they make a make a push this year, at least for the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Chowder fifty two percent from three in the NCAA tournament, so he's a definitely a capable shooter in these pressurized moments. Hope he can do it. Uh, I either way, it's a good pickup. It was just. Pretty surprising. I don't want to count as soon. Jabari. Be Jabari for sure. Or Holmgren, but really Jabari. Yeah. And he was um, mad. <laughs> he was mad that he wasn't picked. I don't blame him. <laughs> oh man. You think he was you think he was mad for real? I don't know. I I think he was all right, listen. He saw the video too. I think he was mad. I think he, he was, was he was visibly upset or or is it or was he like worried? I mean, I, I wouldn't say worried because at the end of the day, we all have heard and this has been like going off of like the past couple of months that it was gonna be these three at least. So I don't think he was worried about like not getting drafted 
you know, at, at one of the top, as one of the top picks. I don't, I don't think that was a worry. I think he was just surprised because I, to me, it was like, it seemed like it was being solidified that Jabari Smith Jr. will be the number one pick for like the past two or three weeks leading up to the draft. I, I was like, oh, he's gonna be number one. And then it took Paolo. So I was like, oh. So I, I think he probably was having the same reaction. Like, oh, you know, I, probably being told by different people, different camps, whatever, like, oh, you're likely to be the number one pick. And then when it didn't happen, it was like, you know, I, anticipation, just waiting. I, I think he was just like, oh, you know, just just had a kind of like a surprising reaction to it. And they knew who they wanted from the get-go. Mm. Surprising. It didn't work out with the team. And that's part of it too. Never worked out for hmm. Magic. Really? Never huh? did. Never did. As opposed to the interview, he talked about it. But he said the Magic did all the right things. They uh, had interviews. He met the team. Practice one. You hmm. know, typically before the draft, you know, you have private workouts with in that advice you. Yeah. And they can do it. Hmm. So, that was, so I think that's part of the reason why it was so surprising. They fooled everybody yeah but we'll see how it works out he's definitely set up for success i think they'll definitely have a chance to have the ball in his hands a lot so yeah i don't think uh listen the magic should not regret it yeah be proud of your pick don't don't regret it at all so what you passed up on jabari or chet it's all good to me. They should not have regretted it at all. Hmm. Not they, at all. They did. We, I mean, I mean, saying how uh, we were able to pick out, pick you know the best two after that, you know. So we're <laughs> my team is straight. No, we were good. Don't regret it. Oh man, yeah. Okay, see, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure they got their guy. I, <laughs> yeah, the magic is fine. They did, um, they did okay. They did okay. So I think we both agree. They, they... Not at all. <laughs> so which one of these top three picks is best suited for immediate success? Uh, hmm. All three of them are, and that's another thing I noticed. Like, I don't know if this is a regular thing, but all three of these guys are big men. Like six foot ten or or yeah, tall. That's true. They can play the four spot. Making all shoot kind of you know handle hybrid type of stretch four slash fives type players. Um, sure. Who I think is gonna be immediately successful? Ah, I mean, mm, that's a hard one. I, I think all of these guys are really good. I think got to pick one. Ah. Uh, I think uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jabari, be simply because of his his situation. He has pretty much two. You know, well, he has young stars in Jalen Green, um, potentially John Wall playing. Those are like the best players I can think of in Houston at this moment. They just traded away Christian Wood. Yeah, so we'll get into that later too. 
Yeah, I, I know we're gonna get sure. Yeah, yeah, talk about that. But so, I mean, at that position, at at the the four slash five, it's pretty much his his spot to lose. You know, so he can easily get a lot of possessions. He'll be the the starting four or five, I, I think, for Houston. And well, I'm I'm still, even though you know, I I expect to see them play well and grow. I don't, I expect them to be a, a threat to anyone in the West right now, just because they're still young. They don't have a lot of superstar talent just yet. But um, I think that he'll have a impact and he'll have a great great season to start out. I, I'm gonna say Jabari Smith Jr. Good pick. With the Magic drafting and taking a forward, I think everyone knew they'll take a big man or a forward based on the top three prospect. So you got to mm-hmm. think about what does that mean for like Jonathan Isaac or Mo Bamba. I think he's just a full free agency. So what does that mean for those two? Mm-hmm. Jonathan, I think he's signed for a little bit longer, but still he's his roles and be more back. So, and I don't know how I thought Jonathan Isaac was a decent player. I know he had, I think he had injury, but other than that, you know, pretty good prospect. Uh, so yeah, I guess that means he will definitely have the starting job, I guess, over John. Yeah. That's what I, assuming here. I would assume so. Um, the last time I saw Jonathan Isaac was maybe not even this past season, maybe the season before that he had an injury, um, like in the mid season and he wasn't, you know, it was a season season ending injury. So he could possibly, you know, return. And I, I don't know how he's, but I, I do remember he was getting better was. Up, to that, up to that injury. And then like defense up there. Yeah. But even even still, I think the Magic could experiment a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think of who they have. Cole Anthony. Yeah, a lot. They still got Markel Fultz. They have uh, Jalen. Jalen Suggs. Suggs. Wagner. They have no card. They they have some good talent, like young talent. They have a chance. On the I think they can even. They have a chance to build something nice. I think they could be decent. Like if they were to go with a lineup that even if if Isaac is back and healthy, if they were to slide him to the three because he can handle, he can shoot a little bit. Yeah, he can. He can um, multi. He can be a multi position. They can stretch the floor and play inside. Wendell Carter Jr. is a decent big man. They could. They could make that type of lineup work and have some size and and do something something special. At least a playoff push. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I can see that. Yeah, I think honestly, being the number one overall pick, it puts a lot of pressure on. Everyone's looking at you, supposed to be this type of player right out the gate. Uh, Apparently, he's open to the pressure. He's he's welcoming the expectations. So, he'll be. All that being said, he's definitely gonna be a rookie of the year. Has to be that type of player. So. You think he'll you? So you're saying Paolo will win uh, for the year, or are you saying he's he, got to be a candidate for it? He's definitely got to be a candidate for sure. But, okay. Uh, yeah. I for think sure. he. I think he's a front runner right now. 
I think it'd be most likely between him and Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. What about your boy Chet? Uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna get to him. So listen, <laughs> Chet was definitely gonna be a definite starter for OKC. Um, big man is, is a piece that we're missing. Presti is putting up, putting together these a unique roster because we got Giddy, who's a tall guard, basically who can run the point. Shea can be the scorer and a pretty good playmaker. We also yeah. have, <laughs> yeah, we also have Dort, who is six three, but can guard the heck out of anybody. So, very versatile defender. Got Paku, like a freaking nature, long length skills. He can pass. He can. Uh, he still needs to develop a little bit. Develop a little bit. And we we got a lot of good young talent. Honestly, it that. Five guy, I like Roby. Still, I like Roby, but mm-hmm. Chet is definitely Roby. Four at the okay. three, Shay at the two, Giddy at the one, or vice versa. Giddy, yeah. Giddy or Shay, whoever you want, point or shooting guard. Uh, but yeah, there's a Presti is putting together a unique roster here. Like you are going to have to really game plan. Figure out OKC, but yeah. I'm I'm no I don't think I think Chet will have his chance to develop, but OKC is not a large market. That um, if he was drafted number one, I'm saying, but he wasn't. OKC, mm-hmm. how many nationally televised games? Most of the time, you number one pick, you'll get some nationally televised games because you're number. All the hype. Yeah. Houston is a large market area, so they are obviously. That was just different. It's just because of that reason. Yeah, I think he has success. I think he'll develop. Sure, he's he's been labeled a unicorn in this draft. So, but I think yeah, Von Carroll's like he'll have a he'll probably be rookie of the year. Okay. Calling right now. We gotta see how it works out. But right, <laughs> it was. But right, right now, right. yeah, I think he's slayed the animals. Yeah, I like his game too. I'm, I, I mean, all of these guys, I think, will be able to, you know, make contributions to their teams and easily a toss up as of right now. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes, man. But I, I like, I like really all of their games as, as. Bigs that can do a little bit of everything. So, so what team impressed you the most? Man, I a couple got, teams I, did different moves. It was, it was a pretty good draft for some of these teams. One team in particular surprised me. But what are your thoughts? What are your what are your thoughts on that? Who impressed you the most? Um. Hmm. I like what you know. Obviously, OKC always has always has a lot of draft picks. Um, I like what Detroit did picking up Jaden Ivey. Um, hmm. Memphis made a lot of moves. I feel like they they did pretty good. Um. I think. 
Mm, I don't know, man. It's it's, <laughs> it's kind of tough. I I like. I'm gonna say Memphis because they were able to get some assets and make some moves. I I just I don't know. I don't have a good answer for this one. <laughs> I got you. For me, um, you mentioned the team going with a story, man. After trading away Jeremy Grant, which begin to later, they, <laughs> oh, they oh. somehow got pretty. They got Jalen Duran. They did, and they got oh. Jaden Ivy. You got two like they were slated to go higher, and Jaden Ivy was still like top five. Still, I'm just surprised Duran fell that low. Honestly, yeah, yeah. He, can have this as a um, uh, presence for he was a beast in Memphis. <laughs> but to have Jaden Ivy, uh, you'll have Sadiq Bay still young on the contract, Kay Cunningham. Uh, so you have Duran and um. Uh, Jay, yeah. Hey, I that's, I a, like that's that. a decent look. I was surprised. I was kind of surprised the moves Detroit made after, especially after uh, trading away. I was like, okay, what are they gonna like? Kind of agency move. I mean, even though they may not be anything, but hey, I was really surprised with it. Yeah, because they needed an, uh, someone tough up front. They got that. Definitely. You have a backcourt of Aid and Ivy. They at the three. Or whatever combination you want to work with that. They have some good potential. I was just surprised they got away with two like pretty, really, really good impact players. Detroit. So they, they they impressed me. Detroit yeah, impressed me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I agree with you. Detroit was probably making some really good moves. Probably made the, the some they some good picks for sure. Made some good plays in the draft. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely surprising. And runner up behind them, honestly. I, I try not to stay be a homer, but okay you see there's some pretty impressive things in the draft. Absolutely. They did. Also gonna shout out the Rockets because there's one player that fell so low. Ty Ty Washington. Oh, he fell to the rock. He fell so low. He was once slated to be a mock, like a lottery pick, like Mm -hmm. last year. Dropped that low and to still pick him up. I think he still has potential, despite how far he fell. There are a couple players that fell kind of far. That can be like steals if you if you play it right. But Houston needed like another guard because you know John Wall is not going to work out for your future. So you need to get a good playmaker. Uh, Green is a good score, sure. Like, yeah. He's great for the two. You need someone that can facilitate. Tata is a good all around guard. He was like one of the best guards in the draft to me. One guard. I think he fell to the rock. Yeah. That does address one of the issues. Um, you're right, because both um, 
Jalen Green and Kevin Porter are more like go get bucket type of yeah, yeah shot creators, and they don't have a a setup type guy, you know. So that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, that's surprising. There are a couple of names in the draft that I was I've been seeing on my drafts a lot, and they've been just they just fail for whatever reason. All right, I'm ready to get to the next part too. All right. <laughs> Which team had the most underwhelming draft night? There's a couple. There's a couple of candidates. There's a couple of candidates for this. I ain't gonna lie. Couple oh, candidates that you have a first crack at. Oh, do I dare bring up the New York Knicks? Oh yes. Do I dare bring up the Knicks? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it's always it's it's just a running joke at this point. Like. We all are waiting to see what the Knicks are going to do. And we just know it's regardless of who, if they get the number one pick or not, or whatever pick, it's just never impressive, man. Yeah. I, and there's no slot for the draft pick that they took because they traded them anyway. And, the, and their lottery pick, at least. Um, Listen, we, we, let's stay there for a second. And okay. tell the people what happened real quick. Right. <laughs> so they caused the Knicks caused so much confusion. Woes being like, who who you guys listen? Woes putting out something different. Bam's putting out something. Like, what's going on here? So, okay, this is what happened. New York had a number eleven overall pick. Yeah. During by the way. But it ended up sending out that pick for four second round picks. Hey, for that pick. Then they traded Kimball Walker for three future first round picks from OKC. I'm not even done yet. There's a joke with that. There's, there's a joke with that later too. I'm, I'm gonna say that. All right. Okay. <laughs> so do all that. It frees up cap space for sure. But you know, so it makes it seem like the Knicks are just Brunson. I'm gonna talk about that too. The yeah, Knicks are so questionable. Oh. I okay. I'm gonna let you continue now. That's that's what happened. No, I mean you touched on all the points, man. Like the Knicks basically got nothing to me. I'm like, all right, you got the number eleven pick, which was who was that? Jane? Dane? Wait, my bad. Yeah, Dang, who you traded to OKC? Traded a bunch of other picks. Like, so what did you even, why did you even have a, I don't understand. And and they didn't really address anything that the team needs at this moment. Because Kimba's, Kimba didn't work out. You didn't draft a point guard. You didn't draft a guard. You drafted a big that you didn't trade it. And you, dra- you, you traded them. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the Knicks know. It's it, but it's typical Knicks fashion to to be saying this because we never know what the Knicks are doing until like they had that one good season two years ago when Julius Randle won most improved. Other than that, I don't know what the direction is, and they don't either. So to me, New York definitely lost the draft, and it's always so funny to because the draft is in Brooklyn. You hear all the the, the New York fans immediately. The, 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 <laughs> poor. poor. Poor Dane got got booed, and he's like, I'm just, you know, 
And he was even like going to the, actually going to the Knicks. He was the, another pick for OKC. Yeah, been like, dang, bro. Like I, I'm just, I don't, I don't know. It, it sucks to be a New York Knicks fan. I feel like it's like, it's like they can't ever get it right. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a running joke at this point. It's 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 every year that we I feel like are waiting for the Knicks to bomb in the draft and and bomb in the off season. At this point, yeah, I'm. I'm I gotta start. I gotta watch uh, some replays of a first take to see Stephen A. Smith cry about the Knicks again. So, uh, yeah, I said during by accident. Then that's that's exactly what we got. Uh, yep. Listen, that's this the Knicks. This is what's so funny though. I was like, when I first saw the trade, I like I know Sam Preston didn't trade three first round picks because my thing. Next year, Victor Wimbanyama. I'm telling y'all right now, he is that dude. I'm telling y'all, he that franchise generation. These are good picks. I was like, Washington, they're definitely gonna be no offense. Detroit, definitely no offense. <laughs> And we, and we trade in Milwaukee. But that's in 20. I make a service of those 23 picks for in Washington. Probably used to get Victor. So I was like, no way, Shell Preston just did that for number 11. And then I was, gotta read the fine lines. Most people are just saying, oh, it was three first rounders. Prideful about that. I'll protect it. Hmm. They're protected picks. Yeah. Protected first round picks. They're, uh, some of those were top 14, top 18. They're lottery protected picks. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we're not going to see the pick. Picks. Not going to see them. <laughs> at all. Sam no. Preston just fleeced you again. Like that, that's all that's what happened. He, Sam Preston is such a great GM. I'm so glad we got. Impressing trust. He is mastermind <laughs> out here. And he, he worked them over. Once I read the fine lines, because it wasn't really posted out there like mm-hmm. And the Knicks put out a statement like Steve in the future. They're setting up for the future. Got a whole bunch of picks. Blah blah blah. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Statement. It was so bad they had to put out a statement. That's how bad it was. And even when that statement, you're not truthful. Because <laughs> those picks are lottery protected. It's not going to help you. So, at the end of the day, I don't know what they're doing. If you, Even if you're trying to settle for free agency. For Jalen Brunson, though. <laughs> and Jalen Brunson had a breakout year this year in the playoffs. Just, <laughs> But you do these moves for players like Kevin Durant. Well, y'all had a chance to get maybe or Kyrie a couple years ago. I mean, those are the types of players you do this for. Brunson is not even an all star player yet, right? I don't know if he can be because it's so deep. Oh, he can, but you want to mortgage your future and not get any prospect in this draft that could really have immediate impact on your. Put all your chips on the table for Jim. 
if that's their move. And I'm, I'm it, it just seems, I, as soon as I saw Jalen Brunson trend, I had heard about, you know, his, I think his dad is is a part of their staff. In New yeah, York he's now. like an assistant something over there. I read that too. You right. I heard that was part of the, the, the way New York is trying to lure Jalen Brunson there. And I'm like, okay, that's, if y'all want to get him, cool. But I would, if these are the moves you're making to get Jalen Brunson, no disrespect to Jalen Brunson, because I like it. I like what he does. He's not, he's, He's not gonna save New York. <laughs> He's not gonna save the Knicks. At the end of the day, it, that's that's. It just looks very backwards how they're operating. Um, to not get a anything from this draft, you basically left. You went to the draft with and got nothing. It's like you know, instead of it's like the Knicks were the, the player that went undrafted and they just got to get whatever they got at this point. That's that's what it, it looks like to for for the New York. I don't get it. <clears throat> and again, y'all sent out the number 11 overall pick, four second round picks, and Kimball Walker for three first round picks that are, unpro- that are protected. Most likely not going to see. Well, Milwaukee, you might get that in 20. You might get that one. But all those assets. For basically one pick you'll see. They better have a great free agency. That's all I'm gonna say. Maybe they better, they're better. They better to leverage they, something. I don't know. They better rule free agency this offseason. Otherwise, the Knicks are just uh, it sucks I, because the front office is like actually diverse. It sucks. It really sucks, man. I... I'm gonna let you in on a secret, Q. I don't see them doing well in free agency. I'm right now. <laughs> I don't see them doing well. Sorry. Shout out to my guy Pete Deal, man. I know he's a Knicks fan. It's it's some more Knicks suffering to come for the for the New York fans, man. So it uh it doesn't look good. But hey, I, I'm I'm optimistically hoping to see something good for them. Just just because, man, it's, it's, I don't know. They're, they're losing their lore as one of the historic, one of the most, you know, famous historic franchises in the league, man. It's getting out read. But it's so sad. <laughs> yeah. It's sad. Yeah, I think the Knicks really pulled out the most what is going on type moves out there. Like, <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. It yeah. makes no sense. And the other, the other team that could get that could get this a category here, Sacramento. Y'all had four overall pick. They drafted someone. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't hear much about him. Keegan Murray. Yep. Uh, I heard his name. I haven't heard much. A little bit, not much though. Not, 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 much. not to be top four. Yeah. I think uh, I was watching. I think they said he was a he would be a good good fit for them based on what the analyst said. But 
Yeah, I don't I don't know much about him. I, I can't say. Honestly, man, it's it's been hard to keep up with uh, a lot of these younger uh, college athletes, man. But that's true. But still, you still like, I, I don't through, know much about him. Watching through through odd drafts and all these things. Yeah, all right. Keegan Murray is probably a better fit. Mm. Okay. But considering how, if you want Murray all along, you could try. You could have drafted that pick. Could have traded that pick. Got more. Because I'm pretty sure would have failed. Mm. Pretty sure he would have failed. Yeah. But uh, saying it's weird. And they could have yeah. traded that pick, got more assets out of it, and still get the yacht that you want. That's true. Let me see. Did and and plus, and plus, multiple no matter what you looked at, whatever analytic, whatever draft, whatever my draft you looked at, Ivy was always above. Well, he was always above. So, it's like, what are you doing? You trade away Tyrese Halliburton. None of, your, none of your former top picks worked out. Where's um Bagley? That's name right? Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley third. Where is he at? Detroit. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what about Tyrese's um the Pacers now? Yep. Buddy Hill's gone. Buddy Hill's gone. <laughs> Tyreek Evans did not stay. So that's the name I had heard for a long time. I know, but still, he was up. He was number. He was like a former number one <laughs> overall pick. The thing is, y'all always missing the draft. They they do the one the one time you hit Tyrese, you trade him. So I don't know what the I don't know what they. It's not like they needed a guard. Like I know they I know they didn't need a guard. But what are you doing? Right. That's what I gotta say. Because if you want to marry all along, you can trade it down. I've been smart about it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, they, if that's their guy, they got him. Yeah, but. but the thing is, if you have the top pick in the draft, the, best, the name of the game is to get the best player at that point. Everybody agrees that Murray was not the best player for that point. Yeah. Anyway, it worked out for Jay Ivey. He apparently he's passionate about. It. He has a lot of family history in Detroit. Right. So it worked out for him, but man, that was it's a dumb move. I agree. It's just um, a dumb move, man. I definitely. All right, like it's, it's even worse. Like, maybe I forgot about this fact. It's even worse. Look back in 2018. It took Marvin Bagley over Luca. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, they they're kicking themselves. They're gonna kick themselves in the in in the back for a while. With... And they and apparently they picked Bagley because he was more enthused about being back in there. You don't have to worry about who's enthused to be on your team or not. Pick the best player. That will learn from that. Just because Jaden Ivey's not enthused of being Sacramento, and I don't blame him. 
I was an I mean, NBA player, I would not be enthused myself. I mean, Sacramento. It's but, been how many years since they made the playoffs? I don't know. Yeah, are we talking about is it is hasn't been back since like baby days and whatever? Is it it hasn't been that long? It's been at least 15, 16 years at this point. It's, if not longer, but uh, terrible. And I do want to see Sacramento back in the playoffs at some point before, you know, I'm 40 years old. Because <laughs> at this point, <laughs> I don't see it happen unless they, they magically trade for, I don't know who, the best player in the game, but I don't know. They definitely missed the ball. <laughs> Jaden Ivey is the, after the top three, he was the next guy. Yeah. Sure. sure. Definitely. Everybody can agree to that. Yeah. So, and there's no slight to murder. No, yeah, no slight But the thing is, just be smarter about that. Organizationally, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you take the best player available if you have a top pick? It just it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But no, whatsoever. We'll see. Maybe they know something we don't. <laughs> I doubt it. All right, there's a there's a lot of trades that happened before the draft. Kind of hit on some of it. Let's talk about some of the ones that were happened. Right. Good look, see. First of all, so about the one <clears throat> the trade that kicked everything off, honestly. Was oh okay wow all right this so the trade was complete yesterday so all right one of the trades that kicked everything off was a Mavericks trading for Christian Wood yeah okay so the Mavericks got Christian Wood the Rockets get Wendell Moore Sterling Brown Marquise Chris Orvon is gone now that sucks and Trey Burke. Alright. So that was one of the first things that really happened to hit everything off. Um that was kinda tough. So yeah, what are your thoughts on the on that trade? Real quick. I think it was great for Dallas. Um I personally like Christian Wood. I enjoy his I, I, I remember seeing him, you know, grow as a player in Detroit and becoming a force. And, you know, when he got to Houston, he just, I think he said it himself, he just needed a chance to show what he could do. And he was scoring. He, he's he's a great big. He can do a little bit of everything. He can shoot outside jump shots. He can, you know, back to the basket type game. He's, he's big, he's long. And for Dallas, they don't really have a, let me see, they don't have a big that's like that versatile. If you think about Dwight Powell and um, Cleaver, I think they're mm -hmm. good, but they're not like at the level that I think Christian would. <clears throat> I think that that made a that's gonna make a difference for them down the line in this upcoming season. And it sucks that they lost uh, Boban because he's just you know iconic. <laughs> yeah, he but, is. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Boban, you know. Um, 
but even like as you name the the players that they traded away to get Christian, Marquise Chris was like the only person I could like. Oh, I could put a a, a name and a face to match. So I, I think it was a good trade for them, and uh, maybe Houston can use some assets. Well, Trey Burke is the other one, but he he wasn't getting a lot of time on the court at that point. So I think it's I think it's a win for Dallas for sure. Yeah, it went for Dallas. Another trade that happened that's pretty significant was uh, so the Timberwolves got Wendell Moore, was this big, and the Rockets got Tata Washington, and they got uh, future second round picks. Again, that was a we kind of I kind of hit on this earlier about how significant that was. Yeah, because that feels a need. Especially with um, Wall did exercise his option. He did opt in. So, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. So, you still need to try to set up for the future. He's get someone to play. Yeah. Going back to Christian Wood. I, I agree with you. Christian Wood, that trade was. He's someone to can space the floor for Luca, too. The four spacer back inside. Yeah, he's a, a really good pickup. Absolutely. Really good pickup. So uh, I feel like they still need a little bit more. Because Christian Wood is good offensively. Mm-hmm. I still feel like they need to hear you. Christian Wood is great offensively. He's not as good defensively. Yeah. Like, ideally, I would play him at the four. They can still try to get DeAndre Aiden. Perfect. Perfect. We'll see. That would be. Ooh. I'll be perfect. That would be a mean, a mean lineup for sure. That'd be perfect. That like means that. it depends. It also depends on what they do with Jalen Brunson. So. Yeah. And they still have THJ. He just is coming back from injury. Yeah, I think. I think honestly, I think you can live without Brunson. You still can get them with it. You still got them with it. Yeah, it was great in the playoffs. Yeah, fill the void for you. Oh no, that's that's my. Other than that, there are a lot of other different trades in here that happened. Of course, we talked about. <laughs> I mean, of course, we talked about the Knicks <laughs> and. To be clear, I mean, make sure, right? Because apparently I was wrong. What happened? So after after the after the Knicks did their trade, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, we gave them three first round picks that were all protected by it. Right. Mm-hmm. So now, so then, so they did a three-team trade. Okay, the Knicks, the Hornets, and the Pistons. Okay, yep. Pistons got Duran and Kimball Walker. The Hornets get the protected picks 
us. From OKC. Yeah. So one. Yeah, all the second round. York had a ton of second round picks too. So they got four second round picks and one first round pick from Denver. Mm-hmm. From Denver. Okay. So that's not even a good first round pick, whatever. You know, because Denver's going to be competitive. So again, it seems like the, and the Knicks got a future first round pick back. I'm going to have details about that. That pick is. But still, mm-hmm. in the day, all our picks are protected. Little different. There are a lot of different that happened. Golden State was able to pretty decent player, I think. All in June. I think he's a he'll be a good shooter for him. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's that's basis on the oh, can't believe I forgot about the, I forgot about this one, the Sixers, and the Grizzlies. Yes, yes. You definitely gotta get to that one. I forgot about this for a second. Okay, so the Sixers got DeAnthony Melton. Grizzlies got Danny Green, David Roddy, who was so. They want to talk about this. What do you think about the Grizzlies giving up Dalton? Because he is a good defender, and you know Ja had injury issues. Mm-hmm. I know Dalton doesn't really give you, you know, what you need offensively, but he's a great piece for you defensively. I thought he was. I thought he was pretty decent offensively too. I, he can I shoot. Mean, yeah, he can. But I still, I'm thinking back to the playoffs, but was not. He's a, I guess he's a streaky guy. I mean, I guess you're right with the playoffs, but overall, he's a decent offensive player in my eyes. Uh, I, I think it's a good pickup for uh, Philly for sure. Danny Green obviously wasn't, is not going to be available for, you know, uh, probably this season with his ACL injury. Um, yeah, I, I think Philly made a good move and. Added a piece, somebody who can, you know, add, add depth to the to the roster and, and give you length on defense. Come in and, and can handle the ball a little bit. I, I think it's a great pickup, great trade. Yeah. Right now, I say the uh, the things that had the most impact <clears throat> is with the trade with the distance did to get during. Definitely one. And with the Rockets did to get Tata. Mm-hmm. That's that's honestly for me, but we did it. And of course, OKC made moves too. Um, they just got the players that they wanted for sure. Yeah. OKC got all the players that they wanted, so as they always do <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and we still get some good picks. I'm telling you, next year is what's gonna matter. <laughs> Y'all remember this name? I'm, I'm Mark. This dude, what up, man? Victor Mbayama. Beast. Seven foot center, man. He can shoot, handle the ball, pass, do everything. He is going to be. Y'all, right now. Okay. Get Victor. You're going to be different. We'll have Shea, Giddy, all our other valuable young piece. He, he put Chet at the four? And Victor at the five. Oh, it's over. It's over. We'll see, man. And then we still got future draft picks to get probably Bronny. 
Oh, 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 no. <laughs> no. Okay, oh, see, no. and LeBron going to play wherever LeBron he goes. So, oh, my God. going to get some shit. LeBron James. Running time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's really hard. Okay, see, don't sleep. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. telling y'all, don't sleep on OKC. Okay, but yeah, that's basically everything on the draft, though. Touch on about all the pretty important bases that stories that happen out of the draft, and the next big thing for the NBA will be free agency. But some stuff has already started happening. Yes. Let's get into it. Actually, before we do that, Arizona's or trade I forgot to talk about real quick. Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy Grant. Oh, oh, God, yes. So glad we were. <laughs> oh. uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant traded from the Pistons to Rebelish. Yep. Your thoughts on that? That was, um, I mean, to be, when, when the news was announced originally about that trade, I was like, the Blazers got him for nothing <laughs> yeah they got him for a draft picks and i think it was cash so yeah this oh. is it they got him for a protected 2025 first round pick mm-hmm. some just draft assets so uh and the blazers were able to absorb his salary by using a trade exception some other trade on i wonder oh it's probably from cj mccall it's probably a trade exception mm. probably uh but yeah, and he's entering the final year of his contract, and he's eligible to sign a four-year, hundred twelve million dollar extension. I like it uh, for Portland. I, I like it. I think Jeremy Grant. Um, I think he had injuries, maybe a season-ending injury this year too. But he, um, for like the past two or three seasons, has just up, upped his game a lot, and. I think early on was in that consideration for most improved, uh, was a standout player in Detroit to me. And I think that Portland needs like those type of tall wing players that can be versatile defenders, score inside, outside. I think that adds a lot of depth to them. And, you know, they, they need it to, to give Dame some help. I like it. Um, I'm sure Detroit can use those draft assets, or maybe that was, you know, maybe it's something they have in the works as as we speak. Uh, but I, I think it was it was just surprising because it's like, dang, they just gave up a draft pick for you know three years from now and a bunch of you know nothing to me. It was it was surprising because every I was <laughs> I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw like the meme. With uh, what the Blazers gave up for <laughs> for the Jeremy Grant, it was like the the SpongeBob meme with a paper clip and a rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> so that was hilarious, and I was like, "Yeah, they they didn't really give up." I, I would think for Jeremy Grant, you have to give up a little bit more than just draft picks. But hey, shout out to Portland for for landing him. Yeah, I think that just also shows you how 
you see Pistons goal here. Their goal was just to get rid of it and clear some cap space. That was the goal here. That's why they ain't mind getting draft assets. Yeah. Draft capital. So you see we just tell the motives here. So it all depends on the franchise what they're doing. They they accomplish their goals. You got some good players. They got they cleared the cap space. Or some free agents on the sign this summer. That's what they had to do. But as far as even Trailblazers, I still think you need more. I did always think they needed a good, you know, forward to push past, but that was before y'all traded CJ McComb. So y'all still need more. Need more in the scoring department now. That's awesome. I like Anthony I like him. Of somebody used to develop. Mm-hmm. I, Nurkic is just—he's okay, but if you can if you can upgrade the big man spot, I would do that. Yeah. Uh, that's about that. That's about it. And I remember we talked about the Melton trade too. I forgot. I forgot about this part. The um the Grizzlies, Kennedy Chandler. Also dropped the second round. He was projected to go in the first round, but he dropped and he landed Grizzly's lap. So that's a guard that who was before, like last year, he was projected to be like one of the top guards in the draft. Well, but he just fell for whatever reason. So and he's a skilled ball player, and if he can. Defensively, and that can probably support why he traded away Milton. So, mm. so I forgot about that part. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Everything, like we said, it's all about free agency now. Yeah. <laughs> all about free agency. And go ahead and get into one of the biggest things that's happening right now all season. I already know where I'm going with it. Already, yeah. <laughs> so now, right now, as it seems, the Nets and Kyrie are at an impasse, right? They're stalled out. Kyrie wants some access. To- the Nets are a little hesitant on that because, sir, you did not play the whole season, last couple of seasons. Your team. Play some day. All for a week. They're just not willing to sign you long term. Got a lot to talk about with it. So Kyrie then puts out this, puts this out here, that he has a, a list of six teams that he would like to go to <laughs> on a trade deal. I would love to get your input on. These oh. include Lakers, the Clippers, Mavericks, the Sixers, the Knicks, and your Heat. Jose, <laughs> uh, looks like Irie Irving may be table for you. Oh, uh, first of all, what do you think about the Heat, Kyrie Irving? This team obtaining have a good shot. Uh I mean, oh, I, I don't get me wrong. Kyrie is great, man. He's a great player. I love, I love seeing him move. He's, he's one of the best in the game. No doubt about it. 
do I see, can I picture him in, in the locker room with Jimmy and, and Bam and, uh, can, do I see him being consistent and, and putting in that type of work and dedication? Oh, I don't know about that. That is a little, I'm a little hesitant. I'm a little hesitant. I'm, I'm not ruling it out, but I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to be like, come on, Kyrie. Yeah, come to South Beach. Uh, I don't know. The f on paper, basketball, like skill, like, oh, great. But chemistry, locker room, <sighs> approach to the game, dedication, consistency. Uh, it's a little, I'm a little hesitant. I'm a little hesitant on that. So I, I, if, if it happens, I hope it works out. But I, I, I'm like, I, I, I think we kind of need to steer clear of Kyrie. And, and I know that's, that's, right, that's- So so let me swing the pot for you a little bit. Okay. If they do a sign trade with them, you can get rid of Kyle Lowry. No, you, uh, no. <laughs> get rid of Kyle Lowry. Uh, you probably gotta include probably Tyler Hero or maybe Duncan Robinson. Yeah. I read. That do it for you. Mm. Um. Hmm. I will say Kyle Laurie didn't produce at the level I would have wanted as a Heat fan. Tyler was great up until the playoffs and injuries and everything. Duncan, we didn't have this conversation about Duncan with his being a liability and you know it. it uh, if we could like, if I could swap Kyle Lauren and 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 Kyrie, I would be okay with that. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I give her that. You gotta give her someone to make a trade. I'm a little hesitant to give up Tyler. Because I, I think that he, yeah, I think yeah. that he's very impactful for our team, and, and, and especially his six man role. Mm -hmm. I, I want to keep him if we can. If we got to package Duncan, I would do that. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, I, I could, I could, I could work with that. I could work with that. I'll, I'll be honest, I could work with that. Not. UD is going, you know, sick to have a, a, a conversation on the side with Kyrie and tell him what's up, and and hopefully he respects that and, and respects the heat culture. If 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 it's is to happen, but um, yeah, I to answer you, yes, I'm, I'm okay with that proposal, but hmm. I'm just hesitant, man. It's it's Kyrie is is great, but I just don't know the level of dedication to to what we're doing in South Beach is is, is difficult to say. And listen, obviously I'm teasing here. I <clears throat> obviously I don't I mean technically it could work out, but do I think realistically that the heat take a chance with Kyrie their culture? Oh not at all. No. <laughs> not at all. Not not one bit. I do I not see mean, yeah. I don't see UD, he's not gonna put up with Kyrie's nonsense. No, <laughs> he talks about the earth being flat in the locker room. Get punched in the mouth. 
<laughs> Kyrie is gonna have an issue in Miami, bro. <laughs> I wish you would. Think about taking some days off in Miami. The Pat Riley. No, that's not gonna work. Let's just look at this list a little bit. Okay. A lot of these teams are not gonna work out at all. Okay? No. <laughs> the Clippers, the, in order for the Kyrie to be traded to the Clippers, they gotta get rid of. You gonna trade Paul George? Kyrie? Why oh. Leonard? Oh. I wouldn't even trade um Trey Man for him. On the Clippers. I wouldn't even do that. So they're out. The Mavericks. Kyrie is not gonna have the ball in his hand. I don't know why he put the Mavericks on here. You know Luca is that player. There's no way that's gonna work. I think Mark it, doesn't really, it doesn't benefit Dallas to me at all because you're just replacing one six two six three guard with another six two six three guard who's slight who's better, yes, but they he has to have, have the ball and Luca is the primary Primary yeah. ball handler. There's no way giving them up. So that's a bust <laughs> to me. All right, now let's keep going. The Sixers. The Sixers? Really? <laughs> you just, the Nets, if the Nets trade for the Sixers again. Okay. James Harden was a, was, was a sort, was a, it was a really bad thing. And granted, James Harden did large part because of Kyrie Irving. So I think the theory here is that James and Kyrie be swapped back on each other's team. Kyrie with Joel and B, James Harden back with Kevin. But that is so. If that happens, I'll be dumbfounded. I don't know what to think of that. It's like an episode of Punk. If if that happens. What are we doing, guys? What, what's going on? Why did y'all do this? No, no, I, I that would be a terrible trade if, if that were to happen. That's that's what I'm saying. And, and wasn't it Kyrie that was going at James Harden to practice talking yes. washed and all yes. this? And... Yes. That's what I'm saying. Kyrie for James Harden. I think that's the ideal swap. There's no way we have on the same team. Right? No way. So you, there's the only way to make it work is to stop back. But you think, do you think Brooklyn would embrace James Harden again? No. You, Doc Rivers is not going to put up with Kyrie. So that's not going to work. I just eliminated about, what, 14 right there? Not going to work. Not this. So that means ideally you don't put up with two. I would think. And the yeah. Knicks. Yeah, now, the Lakers are desperate enough right now. That could probably work. Kyrie was on the podcast recently talking about, oh man, you know, LeBron and this and that. You know, we're speaking kind of highly of LeBron this time around. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something. Aaron and Kevin Love is getting married soon. I'll be at the wedding. I'll chop it up. That could be a thing. Oh, it's. <laughs> oh, what would the Knicks give up? Julius Randle? Sixers. Those are those are the two teams I can see probably doing it. 
the Knicks because obviously there's two ways to this game. So mm-hmm. Irving has until Wednesday uh, if he wants to opt. Then on out we'll know what can happen. Okay. So you can opts out. He'll be an agent. And he could either agree to a new deal with the Nets, or he can go somewhere else. That's where the signing trade will come. Sign for a low number, get traded, and do an extension with whatever team you get traded to, which will most likely either be the Lakers or the Knicks. I don't see any way impossible those other four teams working. And I think most likely, this is mostly like a bluff for Kyrie, I think. Wants to kind of scare the Nets into extending him and signing him. If I'm the Nets, I'll be like, all right, let's go. I'll call your bluff. You want to play games with me? All right. Some type of asset. (laughs) Whatever asset you can get, Harry. Yeah. Because, again, pandemic, hey, we, we all did not predict this would happen. Before the season started, I thought they would be able to play, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he decided not to get the vaccine. There are multiple players being they were hesitant, including Andrew Wiggins. But Andrew Wiggins did it. Champion. Okay. Champion. So there are consequences to decisions that we make and the actions that we take. So. This is a consequence. And I think if it was just that, it would be better. But the thing is, it wasn't just that, though. The other days he took off. Yeah. January 6th was definitely terrible. Absolutely. Terrible day for our country. And yeah, George Floyd, terrible. Out of the unruly things happening in our society. Terrible. But took so many days off. And I think it was just a lack of communication. You have teammates speaking up for you for absence. It's just a lot. Cause a whole little circus. And in the playoffs, you didn't show up. You showed up for game one. But it mostly disappeared after that. So this stock is definitely down right now. Yeah. I don't know what to say this. I just know four out of six of those teams are not gonna work. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. So ideally, I think the team that will most likely attain him. I know where you're going with this. All right, this There's is only one right, let, me, let, let me talk about this trade too. This trade idea happened it was out there a few <laughs> days ago. I think it's because of Nick Wright. Right, put this. Oh man, not Nick Wright. <laughs> Nick Wright. He said he proposed this trade. Okay. Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Day. I mean, 
what you got, man? Oh no! I, listen, I, I used to have dreams as an OKC fan that okay, maybe one day we'll get a Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and Harden you OKC. Oh man, listen. This is the thing about the Nets, though. The Nets definitely have a better roster than the Lakers right now. Yeah, they have better shooters than the Lakers do right now. So ideally, this could work. This could be a better fit for Russ. I just don't know how if KD signs off on that. No, if that will work, it all depends if KD was. And you have a big man in AD. That could be a decent squad. And then I think if you're the Lakers, you get the low end of the stick though. Because you don't know if Kyrie's gonna play, honestly. Listen. If that's the trade only by itself, I would say the Nets win it. That's a that's a trade by itself. But, yeah. but man, will we have a field day as NBA fans though? Kyrie, LeBron back, and KD and Russell Westbrook. This other thing too. You can't say it won't work because they're a good team together. They're always playoff contenders. And again, mm-hmm. last time you saw them together, they're up 3 1 on the war. The 7 3 and 9. Warriors. The winningest team well, in the NBA Warriors. They were down 3 1. Listen, they're up 3 1 on the Warriors. <laughs> Oh, the oh, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking about Kyrie and Braun. Not... Uh-uh, uh-uh. I think about the OKC. Got you. OKC okay. was up three one. I had to know three nine like... Warriors. <laughs> We're up three one. So you can't tell me it can't oh, work. Man. You can't tell me it can work though. It could potentially work. They, if that does happen, I'll be an OKC fan still, but I'll definitely be looking at the <laughs> it's like OKC. Like anyway, I don't. If that happens, I'll. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. What are your thoughts on Lakers and the You know, um, because everything else is totally out the no way. I agree. I mean, the other four teams we talked about, either you know the fit that just doesn't feel right basketball wise, or assets wise it just there's nothing that really is equitable in my in my brain Knicks I it would just be a random thing to me um I don't really feel like they have a good package they can put together and that that Brooklyn would like agree on the Lakers are the only choice I I can see Kyrie actually that guy I can see happening I don't know about the exact trade with I don't, I don't know about a trade including Anthony Davis and Ben Simmons, but I would say I think they would try to do a swap for for Russell Westbrook and Kyrie for sure. Um, that's like the the biggest one I've I've been seeing is is Kyrie to the Lakers because him and LeBron obviously have history. Um, Russell Westbrook didn't work out for the Lakers and. I mean, they were throwing like a another, you know, Seth Curry or or what's his name for Brooklyn, um, the shooter, he was, was Joe Harris. They were throwing like someone like that, not not <clears throat> a, not a Ben Simmons. Um, I could see that happening. 
honestly. And the, like you said, the Lakers don't have a great roster right now, and they need to build it out. And Kyrie and LeBron obviously have had success together, won a championship. So I can see that. If if anything, if he doesn't get to you know, if he does if, if he doesn't resign with Brooklyn, the Lakers are like the only of of his of his list at least that I can see him actually getting traded to. Yeah, that's it. I, I, these other teams, no, nah, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me to to make that move, especially with it with. And it's, I'm not sliding Kyrie, you know what I mean? I, I like his, I like his game. He's one of the best hand, ball handlers I've ever seen. But it, 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 it's so, he's, he could be problematic when it comes to outside of basketball. It, it's just like the focus isn't there all the time. But when he's on and he's, he's playing, he can be great. So you, I guess you got to take it or leave it with, with that, so. Yeah, we'll see. And then again, this only happens if there's no deal. Yeah. Again, I think we both agree this is mostly like a bluff play. It's something to try to force your situation. Yeah. But lost in all this is what does this mean for like Kevin Durant and all this? Where is he? Where is he at with it? Yeah. And recently, he only has his podcast, you know, through his company. Mm-hmm. And he talked about it. You know, we we're wondering if he's involved with it. He said he has not gotten involved with it at all. And he said he doesn't plan to. This quote here is no involvement at all and be involved with it. This is a man's livelihood. This is much bigger than me. Being a free agent, most important times in your career. That can't be swayed by anybody. To me, wait for the time. This is a politically correct answer. Very PC of KD. Very, very politically correct. So, but should Kevin Durant be involved here? This is his team and Kyrie goes, I'll say a lot about how you can contend in the future. I think KD should be involved here. Mm. If he wants to win a, if he wants to win in Brooklyn, he should be. If 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 the goal is to be in Brooklyn and to win in Brooklyn, Kevin Durant should be involved. And it seems to me that I I, I know genuinely KD just wants to hoop. That's that's who he is. He's he's not about the theatrics of things. He's he wants to go out and play and and, and enjoy he, he thoroughly enjoys the game. I respect that. But if you if you're trying to win a chip, if you're trying to become a champion and you know add on to your legacy, I think you have to take it a little more serious and you know at least think about the 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 long term, the big picture here. If what and define that, maybe he just is. I know. I I think his goal is just to hoop, which is fine. I get it. But when you're, you know, Kevin Durant, everyone's going. Everyone else in the world is like, 
what is KD gonna do? Is he gonna win it all in, in Brooklyn? Is he gonna, you know, it, and cause we're gonna talk about it at the end of the day is cause he, obviously the Warriors just won without him. And that's that's saying a lot about him and, and, and the Warriors and everything. I think he should be a little more involved and, and get, you know, get, at least talk to Kyrie. See, if you don't try to convince him to stay or, or you know, be like, oh, let's do this in Brooklyn, figure out where his head is. Because, yet, like you said, he is the leader of the team. But at the same time, maybe he's just, like, tired of Kyrie's antics, too. Like, it's, it's he, he, Kyrie was the one that kind of got him out there to come to Brooklyn. And Kyrie also took it upon himself to just not be available to the team at times and came back on his own time and then he, he played, but I don't know, man. I, I, I think if I'm KD, I, I probably want to understand what he's going to do at least. I'll, I'll talk to him and, and see like, oh, are you, so you 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 good with leaving Brooklyn? You, you good with not winning here? You want to go somewhere else and do it? Okay, cool. I just want to know that much. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like convince him to stay or convince him to take less or, or sacrifice because I don't think Kyrie is the type of guy. Honestly, <clears throat> it's hard to think. It's hard to predict what Kyrie's going. I don't know. He could be the type of guy to actually play six million dollars next. Could do that because in the long run he'll know he'll get that money. And again, he only played 29 games last year. Okay. Mm. And is he joining this? Look at this number. Uh He has played only 103 of 226 regular season games. Since he joined the Nets. Not even half the games. Since he joined the Nets. Only 103. Well, like one and one one and one eighth of a season <laughs> in his three years being that it's been three years right uh since they arrived together in 2019 man that's uh yeah that's alarming you're supposed to be the and if you're the nest you understand why you're hesitant so and Kevin Durant, I mean, I agree with you. He should have some say in it. You know they'll listen to him. Yeah, for sure. But silence speaks volumes here as well. Because KD could be like, hey, I need you to go ahead and sign Kyrie. True. I think he's silent. He does a lot. I remember before to the reports that he wasn't even speaking to management, right? Do you remember those reports we talked about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so it's not looking good for the Nets, and they do have the nuclear option of trading KD. According to Woj, because KD has so many years of it left on his contract, he has about four years left, they'll get a historic return. That best player to do. Kevin Durant, I'm tired. Oh, oh, the pick. Valuable players and young <laughs> players. I, I mean, 
an entire 15-man roster at that point. Like, yeah. So they can definitely do a reset if they want to. All depends on how this whole thing goes with Kyrie Irving. I but can't yeah. lie. If I'm Brooklyn, I'm very nervous right now. Like, the fact that not even – okay, Kyrie is one thing, but the fact that, that KD's stance is more like staying out of the way and he's probably just waiting to see what happens with Kyrie. And if he's not happy – yeah, he, he can. This can blow up really quick for the, for the Brooklyn Nets. I um, I think this is gonna get bad if if we don't hear anything, KD soon. If Kyrie is gonna be Kyrie at the end of the day, but if we don't hear like anything like positive about KD and Brooklyn, this could be bad. It could be potentially bad. I, I don't know though, but I that is that's as if I'm a Nets staff, GM, manager, whatever, I'm like, oh, this is this is nerve-wracking. We got the one of the best players in the game. We're just like, don't know what to do with him. Or don't know what he wants to do. That's 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 alarming to me. Terrible. Ah. <laughs> uh, <bad. laughs> Hey man, OKC, get in the running. Trade some of those picks for KD again. Oh no. <laughs> so no. you wouldn't, you no. would not accept the KD trade to OKC. So oh. he's he's off the books for you. No, 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 no. Listen, welcome back. Oh. I would not trade all my young assets for KD. Now, at the end of his career, he wants to come back. <laughs> at the end, huh? Nope, yeah, nope. Yeah. No, All right, because those dreams are kind of gone for me now. Because James Harden had a bad year. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the rest of it had a bad year. KD is still that dude, but I'm not getting it. I respect that. I respect that. I, you I need Bill you... now. You need Bill for the future. You trying to get your boy next year. <laughs> That's oh, yes. Mean. Definitely. Hey, I'm not giving no picks for that. No. <laughs> Oh, I and the Thunder is smart. They already looking at him too. So I'm telling y'all, I'm gonna be playing this clip around this time next year. Watch. So that's that. There was a piece of news that happened. We kind of reported on this, but the same day we kind of put it out there. Mm. Oh. Talked about Kenny Atkinson. Oh yes. He was supposed to be a new Hornets coach. Yes. As soon as we put that out there, he he changed his mind. <laughs> Decided to remain with Golden State. Yeah. This is is definitely here. The other part is they hire a coach who used to coach for him. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. We'll talk about their hire in a second. The thoughts on on like the Atkinson make the right choice because he's not going to be a head coach now. This is going to stay. Business. Make the right choice. Am, am I correct in saying he's the top assistant for Golden State? Now he is because uh, Brown is going to be the Sacramento now. So, oh, top spot now. So he's the top assistant to the currently best team in the league. 
and just won a championship. I think it's a good move. I I don't blame him. I would I would. He probably can, you know, have less. He probably has more job security now. <laughs> Maybe not like head coach money, but job security. He's with a great winning organization. Just won a championship. Got potential to run it back. Like you said, with Wiseman uh, potentially coming back. And they got, you know, young players, draft picks, everything. I don't blame him at all. I mean, I, the situation in Charlotte. I think he will be great. You know, I, I think Kenny Atkinson is a talented coach, head coach capability, but um, I don't blame him. And I think it's the right choice. It was, it was odd, you know, but you know, things change and maybe, I don't, I don't know if this is first championship or not as a coach, but maybe he got a taste of that chip. And he was like, well, I like this. I probably want to stay in contention <laughs> for a minute as a coach. And, in my experience, though, I'm sure like he's having a blast and and learning a lot from that organization too. So, blame him. Part of it too, we haven't heard from Agassin why he decided to stay and back out. But Steve Kerr did speak on it. He told NBC Sports that Atkinson uprooted his family again. Understand. But I think part of I think the main reason too is that once Steve Kerr retires, job's yours. Have this franchise. Yeah, you got some young assets and pool. We'll, we'll see what they do with Wiggins this offseason. And if they can stand pool. But you got Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody. You got some good little assets there. And Baldwin Jr. is gonna be a good asset too, I think. Uh who they just drafted. Before they just drafted, that's some good young pieces. It's Del Curry. He played for a long time because his skill sets. Yep. The situation there. Definitely. I don't know about um, one point you made about he can take over the reins for Steve Curry when he retires. You don't um, think so? I, I mean, yes. But I don't think Steve Kerr is going anywhere for a while. <laughs> listen, all right, listen. I agree. Steve Kerr. I think he made this comment. I think he think he remember him saying this. Like, not leave until Steph Curry retires. Like, <laughs> watch Steph, and then that's basically it. <laughs> so you'll get a chance to get more rings, I guess. Uh, we'll have a discussion too. Hey, about the Warriors' future. Kind of talked about it. Out, but another season. I'll work out because. Back, back healthy. I'll be allowed. To... Yeah, we'll see. So, apparently, that's the reason why. And respect, respect that completely. You know, as a, oh, sure. as a, a, a member of the NBA, um, you already are away from family and and you know just other life stuff. 50% of the time, so respect that. And that's a move across the country at that, so. So, after I taken the job, Charlotte had to really get, get going. Okay, oh shoot, we don't have a coach now, so what do you got to do? 
okay, let's hire a coach. What we <laughs> had before, you know, apparently Steve Clifford was, you know, apparently he left the organization on mm-hmm. last coast. He coached the, he coached the Hornets from 2013. Bill Walker. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs. Dude, I think I remember playing against your Heat in the mm-hmm. playoffs. That was a good series. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. 2015, I want to say. 2016. I don't know. It was, bad. It was bad when D Wade was on. Yeah. So, yeah. His overall record at that point, it was 196 14. Uh, you know. And previously, he was coaching the Orlando Magic 18 to 21. And they actually reached the playoffs twice in that game. So. Pretty good, Steve Clifford. And last season, he was a coaching consultant for the Nets. Mm-hmm. And now, overall, he's 292 and 345. Again, most of his teams were like pretty bad teams and young teams. He's a pretty good head coach. So after Atkinson resigned or backed out of his deal, Michael Jordan met with Clifford. And they hired him. Okay. He is known as a defensive minded coach. And this team on the Hornets is really offensive minded. Especially behind the middle ball and the pace they play. So apparently in the conversation, he agreed that they'll vote with the offensive pace. Matches will be pretty good. So we'll be seeing how he does over the next couple of years. Yeah, what's your reaction to this hire? Um, I know he has history with that organization, and um, I think that from I've, I've never heard anything you know negative about Steve Clifford by any means. I just think that it was an odd situation with Atkinson and then a more an even more odd situation to in turn hire someone and I think they just did it kind of quick it was a quick turnaround because I'm like well you know if you want to you want a new new a new vibe a new energy in your coaching staff then you would get somebody new somebody different um but they got Steve Clifford. I, I don't know what that means for them exactly. Like you said, he's a defensive-minded coach, and they need to be better defensively. They play in game against – what are they playing the playing game? Was it the uh, – <laughs> was it the Hawks? I think it was the Hawks. Mm, I can't um, remember, but either way – no, it might have been nah, – Because Hawks played Cleveland. I remember that. Was it Brooklyn? Maybe it was Brooklyn. I think it was Brooklyn. It was they, Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they played terrible defense. They didn't play well. They didn't play terrible defense. They didn't play any defense in that game. And, and, and that's just one game. But they definitely have to make a shift and, and be better on both ends of the floor. Um, so I, I think he can improve and help with that. I just think it was like a odd move as an organization to – 
you know, so soon as you hear that you're not getting the guy that you wanted, you just went and got somebody that you already had before, which is kind of odd. But respect. Shout out to Steve Clifford. Got him a new job. Yeah. Back to yeah. I was trying to make sure we had a. I can't. Can't even tell honestly, but yeah, some other candidates for that job were Terry Stotts and Mike D'Antoni. Mm. But they still decided to go ahead with Steve Clifford. So yeah, that's that's the guy you want. He's already familiar with the organization, and my main concern was like, did he leave on good terms? Apparently, he did. Mm. So since he left on good terms. That's a funny thing. Um, <laughs> I wonder, you know, a lot of teams, this this new coaching happens all the time. I wonder how many teams, how many times, like, you you hire or, or and fire a coach and how they, the relationship is from there. Because this is common in the NBA at this point. Like, you know, you don't do well after, with, with certain expectations, you don't do well, you're out of there. Or if you've been there so long with no progress, yeah, you're out of there. But I'm sure for however long, I just wonder how the relationships might go from there, you know? Good point. Something, this def something definitely to consider, especially when you have players forcing themselves out of situations they don't like. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. And by the way, it was the Hawks they played again. Hawks in the home. And then the Hawks played Cleveland. That's why. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, congrats to the new Hornets coach. Props to him. Uh, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. Next, we want to get into some WNBA news. Brittany Griner was named the honorary All Star starter. WNBA. And of course, we know that if she was actually playing here, she would definitely be a starter. All star game. But she has definitely yeah. has the skills to do so. And each season, it's played in the all star. So, no, no reason why not to give her this. So yeah, I think it's really what, what's your reaction to her the WNBA doing this? I like the the nod and I appreciate it. Um I think that's any any basketball fan would appreciate this this celebration of Brittany Griner, man, because still it's been almost 130 days that she's been wrongfully detained and it's it's still like hurts to like think about it you know what I mean and, and I know the WNBA is is working tirelessly to bring her back home and, and make sure that she's okay um and they and as they've been doing all season long they've been honoring her um and that's what you're supposed to do this is one of the faces of the WNBA one of the best talents that we've ever seen in the WNBA at that so it's a it's a big shout out and 
I'm sure fans around the world of the WNBA can appreciate it. Um, and you know, it's always free BG. I, I dang man, it's, I, I feel like we just been talking about this so long. It just kind of like it's yeah, it's, it's it's a bummer for sure, man. But I definitely um, definitely can appreciate this this action by the WNBA for sure. Yes, this is good action. Apparently, uh, the movement is growing for to free BG. Uh, so shout out to all y'all that are supporting the movement. And earlier this month, the Russian media reported that she is going to be in custody through at least July 2nd. So hopefully we hear some good news uh, sometime next week. And her case is now being handled by the White House, by the Office of Special Presidential Envoy for hostage affairs, hostage affairs, that's a long, but basically they specialize in hostage release, especially for people who have been wrongfully detained in other countries. So, yeah, WNBA All-Star Game will be on July 10th, and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, so yeah, shout out to WNBA for doing this, keeping, uh, focus on there's some other historic news that happened um, not with the Mercury but with the brother franchise Phoenix Suns mm. uh, they hired Morgan Cato as the assistant general manager and the vice president of basketball operations okay so some of y'all may not have heard of her before but she's been Working with the NBA for a while now, he has done a lot to support the the brand. Her roles in the past have several strategic initiatives that targeted growth of the game throughout the NBA. Um, she helped launch the Basketball Africa League, which was huge. Um, so she has done a lot in the league. And this Jones said in a statement that. We're excited to welcome Morgan to the Valley and to the Suns organization. Big office, Morgan played a pivotal role on countless initiatives to grow the game, develop it, play it at his best. The addition of her background and knowledge will allow us to elevate our basketball operation in several areas. So, reactions to Morgan. Like you said, her resume speaks for for itself. Great, um, she's done great things for the game. Helped expand basketball around the world. Um, has just strengthened the brand overall, and, and it's um it's always amazing to see that you know our the women in our country are getting the the recognition and the opportunities that they deserve rightfully, and getting that type of getting to be in those rooms, you know what I mean, that previously weren't available. Um, I'm always about, you know, female empowerment in in in, in sports and in life. Um, I, I definitely think it's a great move and I, I think that she'll be a great addition to that franchise and will be instrumental in, in making some great changes. Um, I know that Phoenix has been 
um, as of late, one of the top teams in the league. And organizationally, uh, we've heard a lot of different things and they, they, you know, they're doing the right thing and going in the right direction and, and getting some new life into it. So definitely um, wanna, I, I wanna see more of this type of historical, these historical achievements um, that should be, you know, way, way, way earlier than 2022. But definitely shout out to her, and, and I, I look forward to seeing more of the work that she's gonna do. Yeah, it's really, really great move by the Sun. Never know what door this can open because the Suns are very. This isn't just a a terrible franchise, you know. This is like a successful organization. They identify her to make them even better. So that says a lot about her qualifications. To everything that she's done and again to be the first woman of color in this position that's, that's awesome this is a really great look for the Suns great look for the NBA we'll see what happens in the future too Absolutely. hopefully see more women getting opportunities especially women of color so. especially women of color yes sir <laughs> So we're gonna wrap up the show. Thank y'all for tuning in with us. Got one more topic we want to get into. Hop off. So Zay, we we like talking about the Utah Jazz here. And mm-hmm. once I saw this, I was like, we gotta talk about it. Mm-hmm. The Jazz initiated a rebrand. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I want y'all to look here. <clears throat> and some of these pictures from this rebrand, okay? This is the jerseys. Love the purple. But mostly it just went to yellow and white, black. Um, The logo is not the jazzy logo anymore like that. It's not that logo anymore. It's more so just plain black and white jazz note. That's what it is right there. And fans don't like it. <laughs> I'm not even a fan of Utah Jazz. But I don't like it. You tell me your home and away jerseys are just black and yellow. It's uh I don't like it. And it's weird. The jazz seems to change their colors. Like if you ask me what were the jazz's colors, I wouldn't know what to tell you. At one point it was probably it was like orangish and like black and now is but I don't know what it is I know historically they've been purple but the past couple years he straight away from that mm. what do you think um it honestly looking at this picture of the court it gives me basic NBA 2K make your court <laughs> type thing and it's like one of those yeah. default <laughs> things that you put on um I mean the purple is, is cool you know bringing that purple back. straight it but gives the, me the, the again, that, that's, that's like a special jersey though that's right. not their basic home and away jersey this is this court right here that's the main court they'll be playing on that standard court right here and the jerseys they'll typically be wearing is that yellow jersey, that all black jersey in it? 
I'm I'm not a big fan. I'm I'm not a I'm not a big fan of this. Um, I'm a player for the Jazz. If I put these jerseys on, decrease. I'm a rap. My morale was up here, and now it's here. Just because I'm, I'm wearing these trash jerseys, man. The, the like, um, I don't know what they called it, but it was like the orange and reddish. That, those are some of the best jerseys I've seen. Those are good. I like those, but we don't even see that this year. I wonder, I, I'm with you. Like, that is, they've changed colors. Like, I remember it was the blue and, and dark, like yellow, and then they had the greenish one, and they brought, you know, the classic green, blue, and the red thing they had last year going, like it was dope. And and now I'm like, uh, my question to them is, did D Wade sign up from this? Because <laughs> D Wade is a fashion casanova, you know what I mean, fashion expert. And I don't know if he would approve of these. I, I feel like they didn't. They went behind D Wade's back for that. So I don't know. Maybe they escorted him out since uh, you know, the Jazz are seem like they about to have some. Some trouble with Donovan and, and, and Rudy. They lost the coach. I don't know. <laughs> D-Way may be out on the outs too. I don't know because I don't. I don't. I feel like my uncle D-Way would not sign off on this. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I said blow up the franchise. <laughs> they, they I, I guess they took me too literally. I mean, blow up all the love jerseys now. The jerseys from last year were fine. They were fine. <laughs> These jerseys are. Color is weird. This, be, this I, is gonna be weird seeing that color on my TV. I I. <laughs> what is that highlighter? I mean, like I don't know what color that is. These lemon no, lines. No design, like no design. Just Utah. Just Utah. Jazz. Just that's it. <laughs> that's it. Jazz, you can flip the music note at least on the jersey somewhere, I know, right? Just, they they got to put that one version of their jersey, but that's it. Man, I don't get it. If I, I'm the Jazz, I, I, I'm wearing that purple jersey all day, every day, I'm wearing it every game. That's the best jersey to me. Second, even that's pretty minimalistic. I um. I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of these. This is. I mean, even if, if you look at the side by side, like look at the purple one, and then look at the others. It's like that is that doesn't even belong with this that team. I mean, it's just not belong. So like, it's crazy. It's it's, it's bad. It's I haven't bad. played 2K in, in years because I, I don't have my game system anymore. But I, I guarantee you, I could have made a better jersey. I believe you. And my team, than what that is. I'm just saying. I, I think I could have made something better, but I don't know. Maybe they trying to get some new changes, some 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 new energy in there, jerseys and the and the new and the rebrand. So, do you Utah? I don't know. I've never been to Utah, but this feels very Utah. If that makes sense. <laughs> So this is the thing. This is the main thing here. Y'all have so many issues already. Don't have a coach. Apparently, Rudy Gobert and Dolphin Mitchell. Apparently, we're in trades a lot now. At odds. <laughs> At odds. Don't draft nobody. 
Grab day. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't make any trades on draft night. Oh, well, we're going to rebrand. <laughs> Good luck getting free agents to wear those jerseys. I'm, I'm not. This is true. Well, Utah fans, good luck. Yeah. If we had any Utah fans, subscribers, let us know what y'all think about this, man. What's what's going on out in Salt Lake City, bro? I feel that the, this doesn't help with getting talent at those, all. Those jerseys are <laughs> Not a big market. Those jerseys are depressing. It's, it's, it's like very much... Um, <laughs> I don't know, just practice day jersey. Uh, oh no, that's bad. They they may well have the worst jerseys in the league next. Year. We'll see. All other teams are gonna fill theirs or something. I don't know why they made this news so early. They decided to do. Find anything else going on? Their stars oh, are. I mean, apparently you, you thought you had the draft going on, but apparently not. Or some trades. A coach, right? But no. <laughs> By the way, I think Will Hardy. Oh, I know that. He's a, he was assistant on Celtics last year. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Okay. And we'll uh, see. one piece of breaking news before we head off. Uh, KD put out. No, not KD. Game. Put out a picture on this. There's a Photoshop picture of KD just talking with Dane <laughs> in the trail and Trailblazers unis. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, what do you think about, uh, you know, Dane recruiting KD? You know, making it known out there, putting it in public. He's like, bro, I see what's going on with Brooklyn. Not looking good. Uh, looks like Kyrie may be gone. You can come on, come over. But that's worse. That- I'm the Trailblazers. You can right a wrong from so many years ago. It KD, you know, it was you know they could replay history. I'm sure they would have drafted him. Yeah, yeah. Good chance to do it. Whatever they want, whatever next, whatever the next want. Everybody but Dame Lillard. <laughs> Build your roster around them. Dame and KD pick and roll. But let's stop in that monster. And I know that uh, I've been thinking about Dan. You gotta get him some help, man. You gotta get him something. So I'm, I'm not mad at that at all. Do your thing, Dan. Let him recruit. Dan, Allah. <laughs> you know, let it be known. Put it in your songs, man. Let KD, yeah, man. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Like, I that would be a, that would be a fire deal. That would be a fire. Oh, yeah, that would be one of the top duos in the league. Yeah. And I feel like they wouldn't have any, like, issue. Dame is chill. KD is just chill, want a ball. Dame is chill, want a ball. Yeah, they so. Just wanna, yeah. They just want to do it their way, bro. And I, I feel like there wouldn't be a confusion of, oh, should I take the shot? You take the shot. It, it, I think they would get it. They would understand. I, I like that. And Chauncey um, Billups at the him. Like yes. that. Yes. Like that. Hey, I, I'm with that. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with that. Hey, oh, 
Oh, I'm, I I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, let's see. Um, agency. Uh, y'all gotta stay tuned in to the Swiss Masters podcast. This next couple of weeks, this is about to get crazy. Draft night was kind of crazy with the Knicks. Talked about that. There's unexpected trades that happen, unexpected picks that happen. That was dramatic. That's what's going on. With some of these other but what are Knicks trying to do we'll have to see there's a lot to stay tuned to but thank y'all for rocking with us sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube your podcast platform all different so check it out appreciate you back next week absolutely we appreciate y'all and um, be sure like, like you said hit that subscribe button Turn on the notifications. It's about to be a crazy offseason. We got it all covered here on the Switch Master Podcast. Your favorite podcast out right now. We appreciate y'all and see you soon. All right. Peace.